Welcome back to episode two of Office Thoughts with Alan. I'm glad that you decided to join me again. Thank you for all the positive feedback on the previous episode. And thank you for listening in again today. If you are new, uh, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I wanted to talk a little bit about my personal life today. And this may go into some things that have happened since I graduated high school all the way up until uh, more recently. Uh, But this episode, I want it to be more about understanding the ability to persevere and to not feel like you have to be stuck where you're at. So I graduated high school in May of 2012. That summer, I didn't do much. I just had some fun. I worked a couple uh, summer camps and went into um, the fall with the initial intentions of going to college, uh, which I did not follow through with. The uh, the plan then turned into I will start working in the fall and I will go to school in the spring and work while I go to school. So I took a job at FedEx Ground in November 2012. Not only was it November 2012, but my very first day was Black Friday. Um, so it was obviously not an easy day if anybody knows how difficult shipping can be and how... Many people buy products and things like that. Um, But I worked for FedEx Ground for almost four and a half years. And I really loved the job. I had taken a promotion there. The people were so great to work with. Um, The job, like I said, I I took the promotion. uh, But due to some circumstances, uh, I was actually fired from the job at FedEx. And... uh, you know, it's so easy to be caught in a moment thinking that uh, that's the end of the world to lose a job. And um, it was April of 2016. I just been mo- was being moved into a different department. Uh, in that process of being moved, some things came up and I was fired from the job. And um, it was out of the hands of my immediate supervisors who loved me, who knew that I was a hard worker, who knew that I did everything uh, the way it was supposed to be done. Um, but that's neither here nor there, but I was in a panic. I had two and a half weeks to find a job, uh, in between when I was, uh, being in the process of being fired and getting my last couple weeks of paychecks from FedEx. And I had applied at a couple different places and I ended up, I ended up working, um, in a manufacturing place, um, called Gestomp. But before I get there, I want to tell you that I, while working at FedEx, I had started going back to school, or I started college, I should say. And while in college, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I don't want to load boxes for the rest of my life. So that's why I decided to try to take the promotion. And it just so happened to work out that I was getting more money. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a career out of, out of FedEx. And... Uh, so I jump in and I'm I'm working and I, I left school behind, which was a big mistake. I realized in the end, I should have just went ahead and finished my degree then, but I didn't. So after I took the promotion, I had bought a car and I was making payments on this car and everything was going well. Um, I really wanted to go back to school, but it was kind of a difficult decision for me to do because of the fact that uh, I knew that I had to work full time. I knew that I had bills to pay and things like that. 
And uh, so I go, I decide to do this anyways. I, I, I lose this job and I'm in a panic. I get hired on at Kastomp, like I just said, uh, within two weeks of losing the other job. So I knew that uh, I could find the work whenever I was about to lose that job. I knew that there was an opportunity available. Uh, day one of walking through the facility, before I was even hired on, I was talking with one of the HR reps at the, at the job and um, they straight up asked me that day. It was me and another friend of mine that went for the interview. Uh, the walkthrough. They asked us both that day, where do you see yourself in this job in five years? And my friend said, well, I see myself running this place. And the guy kind of laughed and took it as a joke. And he asked me the same question. And I said, to be honest with you, sir, I don't see myself at this job in five years. I said, I feel like this is a go-between job for me. And that I won't be here in five years. And he said, okay, well, that's at least you're honest about your answer. And so I met some really good people. I got to uh, hear some really great stories about, uh, like I said, this thing, this episode is mainly about perseverance. I got to hear some really great stories about people that had escaped persecution uh, in different countries. I trained a Muslim man named Raybaz. And he was a lawyer in Iraq who was dealing with such uh, terrible things in the area, had connected with the United States and was needing, uh, seeking asylum. And so he was given asylum. Uh, and he he was such, he was such a, st- a strong-willed person. But if you could imagine someone like that, someone in that, uh, that field that would have to turn around and become a, a, ma- uh, an assembly worker in a factory from being a lawyer who wore the nice suits and everything like that to this hot factory. And that's not to put down any, anybody working in factory jobs. It's just to say, could you imagine going from that kind of luxury um, of a job to this position now where he's just going to have to work hard and, and try to figure out the job? Well, he was stressed the first day and he had had some issues with people in the community uh, dealing with racism. And um, and I told him, I said, listen, I said, this is your country too. He did everything by the book to get to this country. He was a, a really kind-hearted person. He said that he wanted to do what he could to help America grow and help America be um, a great country. And and he had such a heart for the, the area and he was offered opportunities to go to uh, asylum, like, uh, I don't want to say asylums, but like safe cities, but instead chose the route of coming to, to the area and trying to become, uh, going through each process to become a citizen, but persevering. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, you may have met some bad people, um, when you were here, I said, but I promise you not everybody's like this. And so he decides to stick around. We talk every once in a while. He was on a different shift, so we didn't get to talk often, but, um, great people. And so anyways, to fast forward the story, although I met really good people at this job, I knew that this was not uh, a full-time career for me. I knew that this was something that I did not enjoy. Um, it had kind of like ruined my personal life. It had caused, it had caused me to, um, it had caused me to get into a slump where I didn't want to do anything. I was kind of stuck in this 
same loop every single day where I was working 10 to 12 hours a day, uh, four to six days a week, just depending on the week and was just getting so like mundane and so bored and was really kind of just like, wow, I just kind of want to run away and start a new life somewhere. Um, and so I decided to like take an outlook on what I had left on my car to pay off, which was one of the main reasons why I took the job that I was at. And so I realized that I'd had two years left to pay on my car. And so I was like, okay, here's what I will do. I will work and pay off this car as soon as I can and go from there. And I'll I'll just kind of just drag through these next two years and uh, hope for the best and hope everything works out correctly. I was given an opportunity to trade cars and trade payments on cars. And the car that I traded for, I would have paid off in six months. And so I was like, okay, here's the new plan. I'm going to pay it off as fast as I can. And I'm going to plan to go to school in the fall of 2018. And so that's what I did. I applied for different jobs. I would bring a, ch- a nice, a very nice change of clothes to work. I would schedule late interviews for jobs so I could go to a gas station after work and change to try to get a new job at a different place. I interviewed so many places and nothing worked out. But I knew that uh, things were going to work out in my favor soon. I had this belief. I had this understanding that this was going to work for me. While working for Gestamp, I had been watching YouTube videos and I'd fallen into this YouTube channel called Yes Theory and their motto had been seek discomfort. And one of their videos just kind of talked about that exact thing and persevering and seeking after your goals. So I was getting ready for a two week mission trip and I'd applied for jobs. I was a couple interviews in on a job and was expecting to hear whether or not I got the job while on the mission trip. And like I said, it was a two week mission trip. My goal wasn't to find out, or I was supposed to find out uh, the middle of the trip, what the verdict of the job was. But turns out that first day I was told that I did not get the job. But before that, I was getting ready to, I was getting prepared to leave um, work for that week or that two weeks beforehand at Kastomp and I told my supervisor, I said, you can go ahead and consider this my two weeks notice. I said, I won't be coming back after this mission trip. And the guy thought that I was joking and so he didn't take me serious. But I had it in my heart and I had it in my mind that I will have a job when I get back. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how it was gonna look, but I knew that I would have a job. I knew that there were places that I could apply to, that there were different things that I could do so I could get back in school and I could get back to uh, the goal that I had for my life. And so, like I said, fast forward a couple days, the very first day of the trip, I get an, uh, an email telling me that I am not getting the job, that they had pursued somebody else. And the reason I didn't get the job was because I didn't have a college degree. And so I was a little devastated, but I wasn't going to let that ruin the trip. And I got to talking with the I got to talking with the overseer of the mission trip that we were on. And we were on a trip with a new organization. And as we were on this, as I was talking with them, he was asking about work, asking about my future, what were my plans, things like that. 
And I told them that I intended on going back to school, that I was actually looking for new work. That the job that I was at, I wasn't really enjoying that much. I told him that I had applied for a job and I was hoping to hear back while on the mission trip. And so he had asked me multiple times that week if I had uh, heard about the job, if I knew if I got it or not. And of course, like I said, I didn't want it to be the focus point of the trip. And so I just kept telling him, no, I hadn't seen anything about it. No, I hadn't heard anything about it and just kind of went on my way. But uh, we get closer to the end of the trip and I'm realizing, okay, Alan, we're about to go back to... Uh, back to the real world. You said you were not coming back to this job. Are you going to stick to that? What is your plan? And I was still like, okay, you know what? I believe that there is a purpose. There's a reason why I told him that, that I will even go back and I will apply for other jobs the moment I get back in the States if I have to, and we'll work from there. And so uh, I'd also forgotten that I'd reapplied at FedEx And they had called me while I was gone, but obviously my phone couldn't connect to the call being in another country. But they had called me, and so when I got home, I had the voicemail. But before that, uh, the the, uh, leader of the mission trip, he had planned on uh, flying out early. His wife had flown in. They had separate flights, so he was at the airport. We didn't see him the morning of the last day that we were there. But we get there, we get to the airport. He was supposed to have already been gone when we got there. And I walk through the doors and there he is standing at the door uh, waiting for us to walk in. And uh, so I get to talking with him and his flight had been delayed due to bad weather, something along the lines of that. I don't remember exactly. And we just get to talking. He said, listen, I am looking to bring somebody on uh, this year to work for me in the organization. He said, and I know that you were looking for another job. I know that you were looking for something part-time so you could go back to school. He said, I would love to have, if it works out for you and if it works out for us, I'd love to have you uh, come on, come alongside us in this organization for a year. And so that was the plan. I was like, okay, awesome. We're going to do this. Uh, I said, I'll pray about it. When I get home, I'll let you know for sure. And I knew the moment that I was leaving the airport that I was going to take that job if he offered it. And so we get to, I get back in the States. I applied for the job or I I had returned the call to FedEx. I told them I'm about to take a job with somebody else. I get in there and I tell him I've decided that I would, if it works for them, that I would gladly take it. And I call my supervisor back and I said, Hey, or I texted my supervisor and I said, hey, I'm going to be coming in this week uh, to turn in my badge. I will not be coming back to work. Um, and like I said, he thought I was kidding, but I wasn't. I was as serious as I could be. And I turned everything in that day. Told He told me good luck. And I went on my way. But the point of this is to tell you that I was perseverant in my goal. That I wasn't just going to settle for doing the same thing over and over again. I'm not going to use the cliche saying because you guys all know that already, but I knew that I wasn't going to fall into that same trap that that I'd fallen into before, where I'd thought that this was the only hope that I had, that there was no chance of uh, anything better, that this was the best things we're going to get. And so I decided to make that step. I went to school. I got my degree in mass communications 
Um, and although I have no clue what that will entail in the future of my life currently, it's being used for ministry. It is being used in youth ministry. It is being used in uh, this podcast. It's being used in so many aspects of my life. And I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to have sought after a goal for myself and a dream that I had for myself to finish school. And I know you say, well, that seems pretty small, but but I told so many people that I was going to graduate from college. I told people that for years. Um, I would have been the only one, the, the first one in my immediate family of my brothers and sisters and my nephew that, that had gone through high school and graduated, graduated high school and graduated college. Uh, some of them had had their GDs and college graduates, but the first one to go through the entire thing. And so uh, I kept that goal and I decided that that's what I was going to do. Now, did I cut it close? Absolutely. Do I have some nieces that uh, a niece and some family that are a lot smarter than me? Probably. But my point was to make sure that I didn't give up on my dream. I didn't give up on my goals. And so I want to challenge you as we go through the end of this week that you would look to look at your goals that you may have given up on. And I hope that you could find a way to um, chase after those goals again to seek some discomforts in your life and to grow closer uh, to the person that you want to be. Because like I said, at the end of last, uh, at the end of the last episode, that the best thing that you can do is be the best you possible. And if you're trying your best to be the best you, then nobody can say that you didn't give it all you could. I hope you have a great week and I hope to talk to you guys again next week. Peace.